What's good, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Amatel Like a TIS podcast with your host, yours truly, Jai Shields. Got a good show for you this weekend. I'm going to get into the NBA playoffs, the first round of the NBA playoffs. I'll touch on Fernando Tatis hit in the controversy that uh, that was uproared uh, earlier this week, this past week, with him uh, hitting with a 3-0 count, up 7, hitting a grand slam against the Texas Rangers. I'll get into that later, excuse me, and a little bit later on in the program. I'll get to the Padres, his team that he plays for, who's been on fire essentially since that uh, whole fiasco with hitting 3-0. Uh, I'll get on. I'll touch on the Padres, touch on my Orioles who have come back down to earth, who have, who haven't won a game in a week. I'll touch on them, and uh, we'll do a little bit of this, a little bit of that here on your favorite uh, sports talk podcast uh, program. But first things first, uh, the NBA, and I tell you something right, and I tell y'all something right now. Uh, the Philadelphia 76ers are a complete. I sort of watch. I mean, the, you want to talk about a team? I mean, you would have thought that you would have thought that Ben Simmons was uh, was Dr. J, was uh, Allen Iverson, was uh, Charles Barkley, because they have played without Ben Simmons for the last whatever it might be, and they just look so uninspired and just look so lethargic going up and down the basketball court on a night in night out basis. You know, I, I don't want to read the stats with Embiid p- puts up. It's, it, I'm not interested. Okay, Tobias Tobias Harris, I, 15 points he scored on uh, what game was that? 15 points he scored on uh, in game one. I mean, I mean, come on now. I mean, this this oh my goodness, great. It's 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 been a mess. It's been an absolute mess. It's been an absolute disgrace if you're a Philadelphia 76ers fan. I mean, they play so uninspired. On They play so uninspired. Their defense is sloppy. I mean, and, and Kemba Walker isn't exactly uh, Paul Pierce. But, I mean, but let, let's be honest. I mean, this 76ers team has played so bad and so uninspiring to watch. It's it's it's, it's unbelievable how, how poor they've played. And and you and I mean it was close on game one. Game two they lost one they lost by uh but they lost by twenty seven points, one twenty eight though to one oh one. I mean, I know Joel Embiid put up thirty four points. I'm not interested in that. You're giving Tobias Harris all that money. He's playing thirty five minutes and only manages to put up thirteen points. I mean, and then this team, this team stinks. Richardson, Richardson, their shooting guard, put up 18 points. Uh, Thibutal, whatever his name is, the uh, the uh, their other guard that they had played 25 minutes, only put up two points, and you had Milton that put up 14 points, and Al Horford coming off the bench playing 23, playing 23 minutes, and he puts up four points. I mean, it's 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 it's, it's disgusting. And and the person that you have to put the blame on is Brett Brown, because I don't know what it is with this team, and I can and I can give you their record against five hundred uh, against five hundred clubs, uh, excuse me, against sub five hundred clubs this season, but they have not played well. 
they have not played well against uh, t against sub 500 basketball teams, and that and that quite frankly falls that quite frankly falls on the coach. If if the coach cannot motivate his team to to essentially play well. Uh, to play well on a night in night out basis, regardless if their opponent is above 500, sub 500, that 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 falls on the coaching. So if the if if that that falls on coaching because uh, this trust the look they tanked to get where they are. They tanked for the draft picks. Okay, they tanked for the draft picks. They tanked for the draft picks. So the trust the process and this that and the other. Come on, it's 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 big boy now, okay? You you forty. You, come on, you had a nice regular season record. You got Joel Embiid. You, you, should, you should find a way to beat the Boston Celtics, okay? It's it's no excuse, okay? I, I I can't I can't I cannot do this on a night in night out basis. Watching you guys basically half ass your way up and down the court night in and night out against the, against the, against a team that. Granted, they had a better regular season record than you guys had, but let's be honest, y'all should be able to beat the Celtics. Let's be fair, you should be able to beat the Celtics. And quite frankly, this falls on on, on the coaching of Brett Brown. I mean, I I mean, I had some point, I had moments, I had moments in this series so far where I got I got Joel Embiid, you know, taking taking jump shots. He's got a he's got great post moves. Embiid, quit with the stupid jump shots, okay? You're about seven feet enough, okay? Get the ball, post up in the paint, put the and get some easy baskets and put the ball in the hoop, okay? Enough. And I, and I swear, is is it me or is it every single time I watch Joel Embiid on a basketball court, it looks like he essentially gets punked around like a little kid on a playground, literally. Big, 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 tall, big, tall player in the NBA, and he's sitting up here get, getting, getting bullied, <laughs> getting bullied by Marcus Smart, Kemba Walker, and Jason Tatum. I mean, come on now. Last night they lost one hundred two to ninety four. I mean, I mean, I mean, are we kidding? Are we kidding me now? Are we kidding me? Al Horford playing thirty eight minutes and only scoring six points. Really? Tobias Harris with with 15 points is not going to cut it. I'm sorry, it ain't, it ain't going to cut it. Not not in the playoffs. It ain't going to cut it. I mean, it's 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 an absolute disgrace. It, uh, this team plays so uninspired when when they go out and play basketball. It's it's mind boggling. So I and I tell you something right now. If they do not, win, they're down 3-0 anyway. But if if they don't win, if they don't win Sunday, I know not only is the series finished. In my in my honest opinion, Brett Brown should be kicked out the door because this this falls on coaching. If the coach cannot get a team that had about four months off, what was it? Well, yeah, yeah, that had four months off. Okay, did did nothing. If a coach can get a team that had that had four months off, that's a legitimate playoff team to go in there and play in or play at the Wide World of Sports Complex in Orlando with with no fans in in on on, on the, in the middle of August. If you if you can't motivate your guys to play in a playoff series against your what division? Yeah, I think they're in the same division against your division rival, Boston Celtics. You you don't you, I'm sorry you don't deserve to have a job, not not when you have Joel Embiid sitting there.
you, you, that that's unacceptable. That's unacceptable. If it, so, if they don't if they don't get it done, if they don't get it done Saturday, not only are, are they finished, swept four games in the route, but I think Brett Brown should be finished because because this team plays so uninspired, it it it, it makes you cringe. Such such discipline, all that talent, all this trust the prizes, this that and the other, and I and and we still get the same old pathetic, underwhelming 76ers performance. And again, Joel Embiid, you know, who was uh, crying his eyeballs out on Mother's Day of 2019 when uh, when uh, Kawhi Leonard made the game-winning three in his face to clinch the series in Game 7. He was crying like a baby, but yet this, that was the same Joel Embiid that, you know, with, with the sniffles and, and, and injuries, it's just Embiid. Show some, show, some, show some kahunas, be a man, and say, you know what, I will not let the opponent punk me, and I'll go out there on the basketball court and, and be, a, and be a, 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 a man amongst boys and take control of the game. Instead of getting punked and getting thrown around all over the place like a pinball in the middle of a pinball machine. That's that's item number one. Item number two is the Lakers and the Blazers series. Who after game one, uh, Charles Barkley <laughs> on inside the NBA the other night was 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 uh, was funny as all get out. Um, saying that the uh, essentially saying that the that the Trailblazers want to sweep <laughs> the Lakers in four games after a pathetic underwhelming performance where LeBron James I don't I could care less about the assists and the triple doubles records I'm not interested okay I, when it's the NBA playoffs and again four months off you're going up against this Trailblazers team that's been on fire since the bubble play began and I hear this that and the other about goat this goat that LeBron James this that and the other. Jordan is there's LeBron and LeBron, LeBron, LeBron. I, I I can't take it first off, but when I hear all of that, I can't have I can't have LeBron in game one in game one of a, of a first round best seven playoff series turn into Magic Johnson and and, and be the facilitator. I I I I, can't, I cannot have that putting up twenty three points against a Trailblazers team that stinks defensively, stinks. I, I I cannot have that. Okay, if LeBron wants to be considered the big bad boy, that's up that's up there in the same conversation as Jordan and and alongside the other all time greats as the quote unquote greatest of all time. I can't have him with twenty three points playing forty one. I I can't have that. Shooting one shooting nine of twenty field goal shooting nine nine of twenty field goal one of five from three and four out of seven with free throws. I, I and and turning over the basketball four times. I I can't have that if I'm LeBron James. I can't have it. And Anthony Davis wasn't exactly uh uh Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in the game either. I mean, oh my god. And and and, and it took him till game 2 for Anthony Davis for Anthony Davis to get his act together. Now game 2 Game three, game three is tonight. As at the time of recording, this August the twenty second. Game two, they came back and they didn't come back, but they uh, they routed the they routed the Trailblazers one eleven to eighty eight. That game, that game was an absolute. I mean, from let me let me just tell you something, and I'm gonna get off off the beaten path with Since Thursday on, these bat outside of heat and paces. Thursday night, it's it, the these first round playoff games have been an absolute bore. 
Rockets and Thunder was was uh, was one eleven to ninety eight. Uh, Bucks and Magic was one eleven and ninety six. Uh, Lakers was one eleven to eighty eight. I mean the game was over by halftime. Friday night last night one seventeen to ninety two. Raptors one twenty four to eighty seven with the Jazz. You know Celtics and seventy sixes was competitive late, but the series hasn't been that competitive. You know Clippers and Mavericks the game. It was I mean it was an eight point deficit, but that game really wasn't even all that close. But I mean, oh my! It's a, and then today, right now, you, and then today, you had the Bucks beat the Magic one twenty one to one hundred seven, and for and for Rockets and Thunder that play later today, and for Blazers and Lakers that play later today. For the love of God, I am begging you, please, 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 with cher- with cherry on top. Can you please have some? Now I'm not, just play competitive basketball. That's all I want. Okay, since Thursday, these games have been a complete utter eyesore to watch. I I gotta be honest. I've been trying to stick with it as best I can because because you know I go to the Orioles and and they back to and they're up to their old tricks again. But I I'm begging you guys, NBA, I, please please. I one eleven to eighty four is not cutting it for me. One you know one twenty four to uh, to eighty eight one eleven to eighty eight that's that's not that's not going to do it for me I can't okay I went I went without out for four months okay I'm into the playoffs this year granted I'm not used to watching NBA basketball middle of August but I'm into it finally got sports back you know no uh, preseason football to occupy my attention I'm I'm into it but I, but I'm begging you. Capitals got sweat. Got the uh, got uh they lost in five games to the Islanders. So if, even if I wasn't getting the hockey, the Capitals, that's why I could care less. But I'm begging y'all, okay? You guys are my winter sport. It ain't hockey. It's, it's y'all. It's basketball. Please, I'm begging the two games on Saturday. Please, and and for the rest of the games this weekend, for the love of, please be competitive. Please, I'm begging you. Please play competitive basketball. That's all I ask. Who wins? Who, who wins? Who loses? I can't. I just want a competitive basketball game going down the stretch. And Mavericks and Clippers looked like it was about to have some drama to it until Porzingis slipped and fell on his ass and turned over the basketball, which sealed the game. But anyway, I'm getting off the beaten path. Game two: Lakers and Blazers, 111 to eighty-eight. Uh, Damian Lillard dislocated his finger, which which really was terrible. He only put up, he only played thirty minutes, eighteen points in the game, which really stinks because you know I was counting on this series. Out, this was like my, uh, you know, I, I, when it's when it's the early rounds of the playoffs, and if it's basketball, you you put you you know because especially because I don't have a favorite basketball team, it's I gotta find ways and gotta find avenues for me to get into it. So this was my series for me that, that the the series that if you put me on a deserted island if there was one series I was allowed to watch it'd be this one, but because because Lillard's played well I'm in, I'm in, I'm into Lillard and how he's playing with 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 and the Blazers so far playing in the bubble and then of course you had LeBron and of course it being the L.A. Lakers so this the series that in my opinion had the most firepower had the most star power and that I really wanted to go off a full seven games. And it looks like, and Lillard said he's going to play tonight, game three. But it looks like 
that this will be five games and good night for the Portland Trail Blazers because it was one eleven to eighty eight. LeBron LeBron scored ten points and only scored ten points in the game. He you know he I mean he he does what he does you know he you know he's a facilitator. But you know they didn't have they didn't have to do all that because the play because the Blazers play was so mind-bogglingly bad in the game defensively they couldn't throw the ball off a boat into the Pacific Ocean if they tried to. But I mean but I mean the the energy really sucked out of me was when uh, Lillard injured his finger because because you know for a series that I wanted to go the full seven games I I'm gonna be disappointed if this is five and out. For uh, for the Los Angeles Lakers, game three tonight, uh, eight thirty on ABC. So I pray to God that it's a competitive basketball game for the national network TV audience uh, and for yours truly. But you know, if it's another blowout, the the Blazers are finished. They're they're finished. I brought up Clippers and I brought up Clippers and Mavericks, which has been the only series so far. Uh, that's been that's been uh, chippy, uh, somewhat. Um, let's see. Uh, game one on Monday night, uh, Clippers won by eight points, and you can make the argument that they wouldn't have won unless the officials, who had no feel of the game, you know, NBA bubble, the fan, the people aren't in the aren't in the arena. You know, you don't throw Porzingis out with the. T- the the officials got it got it. They're so robotic, as my man uh, Christopher Mando Russo said. It's it's crazy, you know. They throw they throw Porzingis out in his first playoff game, and it wasn't like he was exactly, uh, you know, Ron Artest in the uh, Malice at the Palace. But I mean, figure, come on, y'all gotta have a little bit. Of, y'all gotta have a little bit of leeway here. But you can make the argument that if that if Porzingis hadn't gotten thrown out, the Mavericks would have won that game. And if you included that and plus their game two victory, they would have been up 2-0. But instead, it was 1-1 after game two. Mavericks beat the Clippers 127-114. to 114. Luka Doncic had a 28-game, 8-rebound, 7-assist performance. Kawhi Leonard put up 35 points, 10 rebounds, and 2 assists. And then heading into last night... Uh, the Clippers had the eight point uh won the game by eight points, one thirty to one twenty two. Kawhi thirty six points, nine rebounds, eight assists. With Kristaps Porzingis uh doing doing his part, playing thirty four points, thirteen rebounds, one assist. As the Lakers or excuse me, the Clippers go up two one in that series. Luka Doncic sprained his ankle. You know, he, you know, it was like he couldn't he couldn't put weight on it. Came back, put weight on it, played for a couple minutes, went back up, went back up, said I can't, I can't do this. You know, had his gray Under Armour slides on, was walking perfectly, and then has to, and then has to essentially uh, hop, hop along his way back up to the locker room when he has an ice bag on. Him. So take it for what it's worth, but Luca injured his, uh, injured his ankle on in Friday night's contest, and that's all you need to know. With the Clippers and the Mavericks series, as that is a 2-1 Laker advantage heading into Game Four on Sunday. Uh, what is it? Yeah, on Sunday night. Bucks Magic, uh, and then last thing, then we'll get to a break and get and get to some other things. Bucks Magic. Um, that Magic won Game One shockingly. They won it by 12 points, 122 to 110. 
uh, Nikola Vujicic, whatever his name is, the center for, for Orlando, put up 35 points, 14 rebounds, 4 assists. Giannis Antetokounmpo put up 31 points, 17 rebounds, 7 assists. The problem with the Bucks is that they do not have a... That, you know, Giannis is their only is the is their best player. You know, they you know with the Lakers they have they have two good players. They have uh, they have uh, you know they got they got um, with the Lakers they got LeBron and they got Anthony Davis. Clippers they have uh, Kawhi and Paul George. Who by the way can Paul George get off Instagram and uh, and quit worrying about what other people say and think and go out there and 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 and, and win basketball games, please. What would it would it hurt? Would it hurt? Uh, would it hurt Paul George? Would it hurt? Okay, do I let me let me read you his stat line right quick because my my buddy Jake sent me you know him essentially going off on Instagram like a baby and it just and it really burned my rear end you know okay game two he game two 32 points 14 you know four of 17 from the field two of 10 from three and put up 14 points I mean really. Uh, Paul George, uh, come on, playoff P, come like Charles Barkley said, you can't go playoff P and it's in the pants and and and, and vomit all over yourself. Okay, and, uh, enough. Paul George, get the hell off Instagram and worry about winning basketball games. Will you please? Okay, let's see how he did it. Let's see how he did in Game Three. Game Three, 11 points and shot three of 16 from from uh, from the field and one of eight from three. It's about time that Paul George, you know, shuts up, get get off the Instagram, and go out there and perform. All right, you know what? No, okay, if you're so worried about what people say about you and critiquing your play, do yourself a favor, get the hell off Instagram, and go out there and and get and give me and give me thirty points, give me a triple double, give me give me a thirty point triple double, then we'll talk. Anyway. Bucks magic, you know the Bucks. They don't have a second best player on the team, which is the, which is an issue that you'd worry about if you were the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, even though they did win, uh, even though they they won earlier today, one twenty one to one hundred seven to go up two one. But you know if it's Giannis or nothing, you know because there is no unlike the Clippers, unlike the Lakers, they don't have a second best player on their basketball team, which would scare you. But uh, but that's your NBA uh, playoffs here on this Saturday, May the twenty second. Get to a break. I get to Fernando Tatis and that scenario hitting a hitting a grand slam with a three zero count in the Padres. Right after this, you're listening to the Amtelica Tis podcast. Welcome back to the Amatella TIS podcast. Switching gears now to Major League Baseball and the controversy that broke out uh, as far as unwritten rules are concerned between the Texas Rangers and San Diego Padres on uh, Monday night. Fernando Tatis Jr. 
uh, had a three had a 3-0 count in the top of the eighth inning, and the bases were loaded, and he had a 3-0 count, and he had a grand slam. But if you aren't necessarily a uh, a baseball a baseball uh, savant, you're like, well, what's the big deal with that? Well, the problem the problem that essentially uh, took place was the fact that they had eight run is that they had a seven run deficit, uh, and he had a three zero count, and he had and he basically instead of taking, which is essentially the uh, which is essentially the quote unquote unwritten rule in baseball, he he didn't take, and he hit the three zero pitch right out of the ballpark, and the big uproar is. Well, what's wrong? Well, he shouldn't have took. He shouldn't have hit the pitch. He should have took it. Unwritten rules. You don't do that. And yada. You know the the soft and the old farts with uh, that are that are baseball fans moaning and groaning about Tatis hitting three zero up seven. Okay, I, I I've I've had it with this. I've had it with the, first of all the idea that we have to take it easy that we have to show mercy that we have to show some form of 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 uh, of uh, sportsmanship when these are grown ass men with mortgages on their houses car payments you know most some of them with wives and kids like like the rest of America so the idea that we that our paid professionals might be making millions of dollars okay if you know if they if they're getting their asses kicked because because that because that disgusting awful uh Texas bullpen can't get Fernando Tatis Tatis excuse me out and throw strikes and can't locate the pitches and has terrible command well that's their fault okay they're paid professionals making millions of dollars that, that falls on them that falls on them. So the idea that you know that we have to show mercy because God forbid we run up the score on our opponent is a bunch of nonsense, and I'm sick of hearing it. Of all sports, okay, you all, are, I could see if it was little league, I could see if it was t-ball, I could even see to a certain degree if it was high school or college. But they're being paid professionals, okay. Those those men are gonna walk off that field, take a nice hot shower, you know, get get dressed up to the nines, driving their nice little sports cars to their gorgeous wife and their, and their decent looking kids and their million dollar mansion and cash that check. Uh, and cash that check in the next two weeks, and and they'll be fine. Trust me, they'll be fine. Okay, they're not paying for. Fr- they're not. They're not. You know, thirteen years of age playing in a little league world series in Williamsport. Uh, you know, and you know, and you don't want to embarrass them on national television on ESPN in front of fifteen thousand people. They're thirteen years old. These these guys are grown ass men. Okay, get over yourselves. So the idea, and that that doesn't just go for baseball; it goes to any sport. The idea that we have to take it easy, and that God forbid we hurt some stupid twenty-seven-year-old relief pitcher's feelings by padding the stats and and keep on score. Do you think back in nineteen eighty-five when the Chicago Bears were playing at the Dallas Cowboys, when uh, Mike Ditka was going up, going up against his mentor and Tom Landry? Did you think that Gail, not Gail Sayers, did you? think that uh that the fridge that uh dan hampton that singletary that gary fensick that otis wilson or walter payton or jim mcmahon gave two craps about about the friendship that that mike ditka had with uh, with tom landry no you know what they did they went out there and they and they kicked dallas's ass and, until the clock hit triple zeros and, and the same thing in baseball you kick the opponent's 
hind parts until you get the 27th out. Okay, last week the uh, the A's were the A's that were down. Let me see if I can get this right. The A's came back. Stephen Piscotty hit a go-ahead grand slam to knock off the Giants. Not even a, not even a week ago. They they were down they were down five six five six seven runs and they came back and they won the game. Okay, so it, so the idea that you know, down seven runs the last two at bats it's happened in baseball plenty of times. So the idea that got, that how dare Fernando Tatis you know up seven with three zero count swinging um shut up please shut up and I could give a crap about some stupid asinine little friendship kinship that Jace Tingler has with the has with the uh, with the Rangers manager uh, Woodward I'm not I'm not interested Tatis doesn't care Machado doesn't care Osby doesn't care Will Myers doesn't care I don't care the Padre fan doesn't care. No, no, and, and no one that's that stayed up till two o'clock in the morning watching that game cares. Nobody cares that Jay Singer came from, from the Texas Ranger organization and he didn't want to essentially hurt his buddy's feelings. I'm not interested. I'm not interested. Machado isn't interested, and quite frankly, Tatis wasn't interested because he hit the ball nine miles and hit a grand slam to put the ball game away. So please, okay, if 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 the eighty if the players of the eighty five Bears did not care that they were that uh that they were going up against their head coach's old mentor and Tom Landry back in nineteen eighty five, if they if if the great Singletary, the great Walter Payton didn't care, the great uh Richard Dent Refrigerator Perry didn't care, why should why should why should Will Myers, uh Tatis, Machado, Hosmer or uh or 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 the or the San Diego Padre fan, you know, sitting sitting on his uh, on his beachside uh, patio, drinking an Arnold Palmer with with a shirt open, care? Why why should they care? I don't care. Your job is to win ball games. They are paid professionals. I'm I'm sick of this garbage and the idea that and the idea that the Ranger fan essentially that 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 it was committing heresy for hitting for padding the stats does the Ranger does the Texas Ranger fan who who's never done who the Rangers have never done a thing you know ever in their franchise's history they wasted Nolan Ryan's career they went they went to back back World Series in 2010 to 2011 and lost 2011 they were one strike away from winning the whole thing and Nelson Cruz who isn't exactly Roberto Clemente in the outfield screwed up screwed up catching a fly ball and it, and he had David Freeze with the game time triple and then they lost in game seven and then not to mention they lost in 2012 to my Baltimore Orioles and then they and then the defense was was awful their bullpen imploded against Toronto with Bautista in the bat flip so Toronto's ne- or excuse me Texas has never done a thing in the postseason to begin with anyway but does the Texas fan forget and it's quite and it's quite ironic that I bring this up, ladies and gentlemen. Do you know that is that it is about the third? What I think it's the thirteenth anniversary on this day, uh, August twenty second, two thousand and seven. If I'm not mistaken, it's the anniversary of when the Texas Rangers, that same organization, beat my Baltimore Orioles thirty to three. Thirty to three. Thirty. Two, three. It's it's not Cowboys. It's not Cowboys. Ravens. It's Rangers. Orioles on the baseball field. Thirty-two, three. And I was five years old. 
But I did I hear anybody moaning, groaning, or or screaming, yelling, complain, or throw behind uh throw behind a player like like the Rangers pitcher did, threw behind Manny Machado after he was all pissed off at the fact that he can't pitch he can't pitch his way out of the paper bag and he gave up a grand slam that put the game away. You know, so did did, did an Orioles player complain? Did Leo Mazzoni or or Dave Trembler, whoever the manager was, did they complain? Thirty to three. You want to talk about embarrassing? That's embarrassing. It's a major league record for the most runs given up in a single nine inning baseball game. So I I don't want to hear it. You play until the twenty seventh out is recorded. Okay, and and if the players felt and if the players on the Rangers side felt like the game was over and there was no hope, well, that's their fault for quitting for quitting on each other. Because you should be scratching and clawing to, to win that game until the 27th out is recorded. That's the bottom line. You play to it's like the, it's the old Herm Edwards line. You play to win the game. So I don't want to hear 3-0 and it's unwritten rules nonsense, okay? Baseball needs Fernando Tatis Jr., believe it or not. They need him. He wants to hit with a 3-0 count, bases loaded, so be it. If if the pitcher is that is that piss poor with with his uh is that piss poor with his pitching attributes that he gives Fernando Tatis a meatball right down the heart of the plate and and and, and gives up a grand slam, that's his fault. That ain't mine. That ain't Tatis's. And the fact that it, and the fact that his manager, and the fact that his manager basically did did nothing but kiss his ex uh, employer's ass in the post game and essentially throw his star player and he's better than Machado throw his star player underneath the bus was another disgrace. I mean, really? I mean, if you didn't like it, I disagree. But if you didn't like it. Do what you do, and you pull them off to the side in your office, and you say, you know what? Maybe next time, take it when you up when we're up seven, and you have a three zero count against you with the bases loaded. You don't sit up here and air your dirty laundry to the media after the game, and essentially peer pressure and 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 make him out to be a bad guy to the point where he where he thinks he did something wrong, so he feels pressured by his manager to go out there and apologize. It's 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 an absolute disgrace. But the San Diego Padres have played well. They had Man Machado hit a get a big grand slam uh later in later uh not later in the ball game, but when they play Texas in San Diego, the the San Diego Padres have played well as of late. They were struggling heading into that game on Monday. They are now uh sitting at twelve and twelve with uh riding they are now sitting at what are, what is their record right here? Their record is 16 and 12, second in the National League West. They've won every game that they've they've won every game they've played this week. They beat the Rangers in their game 14 and the four. They beat the uh, Rangers the next night 6-4, uh, f- 6-3, and then when they came back home and then 8-7, uh, and then 8-7 in the last game at home against the Rangers, and then they beat the Astros last night by the final score 4-3. So they're riding a nice five-game win streak right now. And if you're a San Diego Padres fan, you gotta like what you see. And you got to love the fact that Fernando Tatis Jr. is on your baseball team. Because I'll tell you right now, 
the 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 best thing that's that might ever happen to Major League Baseball is Fernando Tatis Jr. Okay, and for all you old farts and you old fogies out there, Mad Dog Russo, my buddy, I'm talking to you. That has a big issue with hitting 3-0. Uh, get get over it. All right, it's new new day, new time, new age. Get let let's 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 be progressive about this here. Let's be progressive about this here. Take a break. Come right back. Talking about my Orioles, who have spit, who have uh, not exactly been uh, the the seventy one version with uh, with uh, Earl Weaver and uh, Jim Palmer and the boys. They they've been awful. They haven't won a game in a week. I'll touch on them right after this. Welcome back to the Amatel Like a T.I.S. podcast. Switching gears now, staying with the sport of baseball, but switching gears now to my Baltimore Orioles, who have been an absolute, absolute uh, travesty to watch. I mean, I, to, I mean, if you want to talk about all about uh, and where all optimism dies, it's my Baltimore Orioles, who have essentially come back down to earth in their past week. Uh, I mean, what I mean, what an absolute! They haven't won a game in a week. They have not won a game since last Saturday night when they beat the Nationals by the final score of seven to three. They've lost, and I already recapped last Sunday's game here on the podcast, so I'm not going to go back and rehash that again. But you know, they they got swept by the Blue Jays. You know, they lost they lost seven to two. With you know, they didn't hit. It was, that game was an absolute disgrace. They lost eight to seven in a game that went ten innings. That they, you know, they showed a little fight. They showed a little moxie, and Chris Davis, who isn't exactly Boog Powell at first base, you know, and, and I give him credit. He made a decent effort to uh, to say to save two runs on a ball that was hard that was hit hard to third base, but he uh, but he essentially didn't bother to get on a knee or anything. Got the ball, filled the ball, and was on his butt when he threw it the home plate to Pedro Severino, who isn't exactly Rick Dempsey either, uh, behind home plate catching, and who and the ball, I, the ball hit him right in his chest, and he and he should have caught the ball. Instead, he didn't. The run ended up scoring. The Orioles lost the game by the final score of eight to seven. Okay, the Blue Jays, and then and then on and then the next day they couldn't hit. Okay, they had the bases. Let me see if I can pull this up. They had one out, runners on second and third. Fly ball was hit to right field, and uh, and they sent Pat Vileka. The ball was caught. The ball was not hit deep at all. I I could have thrown him out for crying out loud. The ball was not hit very deep. They the ball the uh, outfielder catches it for the for the uh, for the flyer out number two. They send Pat Vileka, who was thrown out by nine miles at home plate the end of the inning, and that was really the 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 only time and the best time that the Orioles had a chance with Burns' scoring position to take the lead and break the game wide open. My issue and the, and the reason why I'm bringing that up is because is because had not Vileka had not they would have sent Vileka, and he would have stayed and would have been. It would have been runners on second and third with two out with the best hitter, with one of the best hitters. At the time, he led the league in RBI. He led the American League in RBIs. One of the best play, uh, hitters in baseball, and Anthony Santander was on deck. And when it came up to the plate, runs on second and third, 
with two out with Anthony Anthony Santander up the bat. So and and Brandon Hyde isn't exactly uh, Earl Weaver or Buck Showalter when it comes to uh, teaching and uh, teaching uh, fun, the fun in the you know fundamental sound baseball, which is something that Earl Weaver and Buck Showalter uh, preached on at their tenures of uh, being Orioles manager. So I you know I get, I give them credit. You know they played hard and they uh, shocked the world to say the least to begin the season. But for the past week, they they have essentially just vomited all over themselves. The pitching has been awful. The bullpen has been an absolute disgrace. John Means, I don't know what his deal is with the pitch count. You know, he's only he's got a pitch count of, of uh, 30 pitches, and he still can't get batters out. So we have to have a bullpen game, and that bullpen is, is oh my goodness gracious, that bullpen is, 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 is disgusting to watch. And, and the Orioles at the point where if they don't hit – they don't. They if the Orioles don't hit, they don't. They don't drive in runs. When they don't drive in runs, you don't win ball games. So this team has essentially hit rock bottom. They they play. They've lost two straight to the Red Sox. They lost Thursday night by the final score of seven to one, and then they lost. And then they made it interesting late, but it was too little, too late, and they lost to the Red Sox eight to five. The, okay, this game. Not this game. This team has been an absolute, absolute, absolute disgrace of the past week. They can't hit. Uh, Brandon Hyde isn't exactly uh, Earl Weaver, and and their and their pitching has been atrocious. Okay, they've lost. They've lost every game this week. They lost Sunday to Friday. Okay, they played at night, seven thirty-five against the Red Sox, and they have no confidence once whatsoever that they'll win. I know, I know, I was singing different tune, and I was flying high because the Orioles were playing. They were playing well. They were hitting well with runners in scoring position, which they have not done in this losing streak. And they, you know, they've been world beaters. They've shocked the world. They've surprised everybody. They've made all the critics look like idiots. But now, all of a sudden, they've, uh, they've, uh, they, 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 they've, 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 they've wet the bed, essentially, for lack of a better phrase. They've wet the bed. Their pitching has been awful, starting pitching and the bullpen. They're fundam- they are not fundamentally sound when it comes to running the bases or on defense, playing in playing in the playing in the outfield, playing in the field. And they and outside of Anthony Santander, they have not hit well. So my my it's it's uh, they're twelve and fourteen, second to last in the uh, in the AL East. They're now out of that extended wild card spot, not extended wild card position. It's all it's all downhill for my Orioles. I hate to say it, but uh, but I mean maybe it's uh, maybe with Patrick Mawah on the rap Sirius XM, Matt Dog Sports Radio told me last night when I called into his program maybe he maybe he was right. You know maybe I it was it was false hope. You know shame shame on me for 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 giving for giving these uh, for giving this ragtag uh, bunch of a, of a baseball team a. a, a you know, give, giving them giving them a benefit of a so-called benefit of the doubt. Shame on me for doing that. Shame on me for doing that. Because uh, in the past week, they they have they've been so bad. It's it's mind-boggling how bad they've been. It's 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 really you know it's it's got it's gotten to the point where I'm almost at where I was this time last year with just not watching the games at all. You know, Brandon Hyde, I give him credit. The team's played hard for him and everything else. 
but you can't expect to be a, be a Major League Baseball team. I don't give a crap if you're playing 60 games, 154 games, 162 games, 80 games. You, you can't expect to win ball games at the Major League level. And, 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 and your defense and your defensive fundamentals and your base running fundamentals are as piss poor as they've been in the last week. You, give, you, you just can't. You can't expect to win ball games playing like that. Especially, I mean, and then this Red Sox team who's been terrible all year got absolutely got their behinds kicked by Philadelphia and by uh, and by New York last week by the Yankees last weekend and had they come going into Baltimore looking for a little pick me up and lo and behold it's the Baltimore Orioles that uh, that will give it to them so they they've it's it's all downhill for my Orioles I I, ha- I hate to be uh, the glasses uh, half empty guy the pessimistic guy but they but they're finished but the the Baltimore Orioles are not under any circumstances making the playoffs in 2020. Not not that they not that anyone projected them to anyway, but they aren't. They aren't. Switching gears now to uh and get a little uh, let me get to some here another thing on the board. Um did, did anybody I have yet to see the ratings. You know, I told y'all last week that the ratings for the pilot uh for for the 2020 season episode of Hard Knocks was terrible. But I wonder if anybody tuned in to uh, tuned into this past week's Hard Knocks uh, because uh, it was uh, you know do we have to have uh, Sean McVay's uh, and I love and I love doing this 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 it's funny but you know do we have to have Sean McVay's fiance I mean the, I mean get, li- listen to this I mean do we have to have Sean McVay's fiance, you know, telling us uh, what, uh, and I didn't watch. I read it off of the uh, off the New York Post from the other day. But do we have to have Sean McVay? Let me give you the quote. I mean, and, y- and y'all think I'm joking when I say that she only speaks uh, she only speaks uh, ten words of English. This this is what she said uh, on Hard Knocks the other night, saying quote about McVay outside of the football field. Uh, he j- quote he just likes to relax, get massages, read, tan, and eat yummy food, which is exactly what I love to do. Well, it's nice to see that McVeigh's fiance is uh, speaking English on the first grade uh, reading level. I mean, uh, my buddy uh, Coach Iverson's daughter has the same reading level as uh, as uh, as um uh, as as uh, Sean McVeigh's fiance is concerned. I mean, oh, oh my good, oh my goodness gracious, is she? Not, 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 no. The reading, ugh, terrible, 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 terrible. You know, we, we we are what we are a grown woman now, and we're still using the word yummy. I mean, come on, she's first grade reading level, okay? And, and y'all and y'all think I was BSing when I said that she only speaks uh, th- thirteen words of English. You know, she's simply conducting sentences like she's uh like she's a first grader. So I mean, come on now, let's uh, let let's let's be fair. But uh, but but uh, I'm I'm not I'm not I'm not interested in her and in, in the fifteen words of English. I'm not interested in what McVeigh does in his free time. I'm not. I, this is what I care about, Sean McVeigh. What he does on the football field every week, on Sundays, Thursday nights, Monday nights. That's all I care about with McVeigh. That's all I care about. What he does on the sideline coaching for the Rams. I don't care about what he does in his free time. I'm not interested. You all out there could give a crap about what I do in my free time. What y'all care about is when I get on this podcast about me putting together a good program for you. 
That's all y'all care about. And nobody gives a crap about Jared Goff's girlfriend either and, and his golf swing. And, and nobody's interested. So, again, I'd love to see the ratings for the Hard Knocks. I'm pretty sure they were in the toilet going up against uh, Lakers and Blazers game one. Uh, so I'd, I'd, lo I'd love to see it. But see see the ratings for the second episode of Hard Knocks, which I don't see how anybody uh, can get into. I mean, I'm mean, Coach Ireton, but and again, he you know, he doesn't he doesn't, he wouldn't know Fernando Tatis from uh, from Tony Gwynn, or would not know uh, LeBron James from uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Uh, so I don't know anyone who's in the Hard Knocks, but no one cares a crap about McVeigh's girlfriend. Uh, and uh, outside of Coach Ireton and uh, and uh, Mike in Orange County, and nobody gives a crap about Jared Goff as a very subpar quarterback in his golf game. Nobody cares. I, it, no, no, nobody cares. Nobody cares. But and the last thing that you get to a break, uh, Reds uh, TV play-by-play -play guy Tom Brenman uh, was caught on a hot mic. Uh, caught on a hot mic on um what day was this earlier this past week for using a homophobic slur during their game against the royals and the reds saying uh, i guess kansas city <laughs> you are something else i'm for those of y'all who are listening to this i'm instagramming this uh this segment live and i got coach ireton telling me that uh that mcveigh's girlfriend is right up there with carmen electra i i don't know what what mcveigh's girlfriend looks like but uh you know this is the same coach Ireton that thinks that carmen electra in 2020 is hotter than carmen electra of uh, 1997 uh how many good burger good burger can't take your order but he's he's out of his mind anyway he's getting me he's, uh, he's getting me all distracted uh, Thom Bredeman, Tom, whatever his name is, he's out uh, for using a homophobic slur. Uh, he was caught on a hot mic uh, in the game earlier this past week between the Reds and the Royals. He's out. Fox says uh, Fox said goodbye. He also does the football uh, for Fox. Fox said goodbye. Uh, Fox Sports Ohio wasted no time. He was out of there uh, about an inning and a half after he said it. So he he was finished. He had one more one more home run call, probably his last of his career, when he called uh, Nick Castellanos hitting a home run over uh, a sign at Kauffman Stadium that said "Judgment Free Zone," which is ironic, of course, of Planned Fitness, and of course the backstop signs. <laughs> you can't make this stuff up. And the backstop signs at, in that half inning, it was the it was the Progressive Insurance, but it was you know, per, yeah, but Progressive on the backstop signs, and then he had a home run over uh, over a sign that said "Judgment Free Zone." Uh, and Kauffman Stadium, which is, of course, is one of Planet Fitness's uh, monikers. Of course, you know, you don't have to essentially be uh, Dwayne Rock Johnson to participate in getting yourself right inside the gym. You can look, you can have the body of EDP 445, and we will not uh, judge you for it. But anyway, he's finished. Uh, he will never broadcast another Reds game, another baseball game for Fox again. Not another football game for Fox. So he's finished. Conan Hot Mike, case closed, 2020. You can't say that sort of thing. You know, you, you know, you just can't say it. You can't say it. You can't think it. You can't have that bias or that prejudice against you. 
You just you just can't say it, and, you know. And if he never works, and he sh and you can make the argument, you know, if he if he gets another job again, I won't yell and scream. If he doesn't get another job again, I won't yell and scream either. So you know, if he if he never broadcasts another football, another baseball game in his life, you know, and no one's coming to his defense, and he deserves it. But if someone is like, you know what, we all make mistakes, give him a second chance, I won't scream and yell about that either. But at least for at least for now, uh, Tom Brenneman is uh, finished as a uh, broadcaster for uh, the Cincinnati Reds on Fox Sports Ohio and uh, for the NFL and MLB on Fox. He will not broadcast another baseball or, bat or football game again uh, in the near uh, distant future for uh, getting caught saying a homophobic slur on a hot mic. You know, I don't know what he was talking about. My suspicion, not my suspicion, but my, uh, well, I guess my suspicion, if that's, the, if that's the appropriate word to use in this scenario, my guess is that he was referring to the movie Blazing Saddles back in 19, uh, that movie came out in like the mid-70s, and there was a line in that movie, Kansas City, of course, the game was being played in Kansas City, and it was Kansas City blank, but uh, that's, that's my guess. But I don't know what context he was talking about. And I heard a caller bring this up on Mad Dog Sports Radio earlier this past week. You know, he had to have been comfortable enough in front of his constituency in his uh, broadcast booth. And just with the Fox Sports Ohio people in general, for him to say, for him to say that word in a public setting in that broadcast booth. Or in the studio, wherever he was broadcasting games. But, uh, which also is a, is a problem as well but uh but he's finished the orioles are finished and nobody gives a crap about mcveigh's girlfriend again unless you are mike in orange county or uh coach ireton no one gives a crap about mcveigh's fiance and what mcveigh likes to do in his free time when he's not uh punching up uh run plays on on third and one situations inside the 10 yard line and no one and 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 last time I checked, Jared Goff isn't exactly um, uh, Arnold Palmer on the golf course, and no one gives a crap about the games or excuse me about his golf game either. And again, I'd be very interested. Uh, and if you all are watching out there on Instagram Live, y'all shoot me uh, if y'all can find the ratings for that uh, Hard Knocks episode two because. You know, if 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 not even a uh, if not even 500 million people watch the first episode, what makes me think that more people are going to watch going up against uh, Lakers and Blazers first round of uh, first round first game of the 2020 NBA playoffs? So, I mean, that's that's what you got. Um, take a break. Come right back. No, you know what? You know what I'll do. I'll go ahead and I'll set up the Mad Dog situation, the Mad Dog interview, which will go up, uh, which will go up tomorrow on the twenty third. I'll set up the Mad Dog interview, and uh, give you a couple minutes on uh, on the interview that will be released to the podcast landscape tomorrow. And I would do that right after this break. You're listening to the I'm Telling T I is podcast.
Welcome back to the I'm Tell Like a T.I. Is podcast. Last order of business to get to before we say goodbye. Um, and by the time most of you have, or have by the time most of you, because my, you know, y'all like to listen when my podcast has been out a day, I guess y'all just let it simmer for a day or so, and then y'all decide to listen. But for most of you, uh, there's a new episode that will be up, uh, at the time I'm recording it, it's not up right now. At the time that it will be uploaded here on Saturday the 22nd, it is not up. But tomorrow, Sunday, August 23rd at 1 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, that's 10, that's 10 o'clock in the morning for you out west, Mike, in Orange County, um, that will be a new episode of uh, the Amitelica TIS podcast, Jai and the Mad Dog. Yes, sir, I had a uh, sports talk radio uh, legend. Marconi Award winner, host of MLB Network's High Heat and Mad Dog Unleashed on SiriusXM Mad Dog Sports Radio. I had the great, the one and only Christopher Mad Dog Russo on the program. I recorded that. Uh, I recorded uh, that episode last sat- last Saturday. That episode will go out and will uh, be released to your favorite uh, podcast. Uh, listener platform whether it be spotify apple podcast google podcast stitcher uh i i radio or anchor um that episode will be up tomorrow at one o'clock eastern standard time that's tomorrow sunday august 23rd on uh on at east excuse me at one o'clock in the afternoon eastern standard time that's 10 out west uh, noon in the central time zone, 11 up in the mountains. That's 1 o'clock p.m. in the afternoon, uh, Eastern Standard Time. Giant the Mad Dog will be uploaded to your wherever you listen to this podcast on Sunday, August the 23rd, um, 2020. It was a nice episode. I, I certainly enjoyed it. First time getting Dog on the program, but meaning to get Dog on. I asked Dog if he... I Here's the story with this. I asked Dog if he would come on the uh, the Thursday before I left uh, to go do my college visit at the University of South Carolina. I uh, And I called into his program and asked if he could be on. He agreed. And, uh, but because dog is necessarily, uh, tech savvy, so to speak, I've been, I've been kind of putting it, I've been putting it off and putting it off. And then of course, Corona happened and it's like, well, I can't essentially have him wait, have him take up the offer of me asking him to be on the best and having it essentially up in the air for, uh, for, for a year or whatever it might be till the, till the pandemic is over. You had Evan, I had Evan Cohen on. Uh, who works at the same station at uh, Mad Dog Sports Radio. I had him on. Be sure to listen to that episode if you have not listened to him already. But I had him on, and he was like, you know what? you know." And then plus, of course, I told you all a couple weeks ago how he called me, wished me congratulations on graduating high school. And, you know, and he gave me his cell phone number, and I gave him mine in return. And then we had a nice cell phone conversation the day after he left me the voicemail. So, hey, I, I, I got the dog in my phone for one. And then number two, he wanted to make sure he got that. He wanted to do that podcast with me. So I hope you all enjoy it. Trust me, it's not two and a, it's not uh, two hours like it was with Evan. It's not it's not two and a half, three hours like I had with uh, Poofesher. So it's not that long. So I'll, I'll spread. So it's, uh, so you don't have to worry about that. It's not long at all. I mean, it's long, but it's not, you know, it's not. It's not a. Uh, it's not. It's not two and a half, three hours long of a, of the uh, of an interview, but me and the dog 
Sunday, August 23rd. That episode will go up at 1 o'clock in the east, 10 a.m. in the morning out west, 11 in the mountains, noon in the uh, good old Midwest of the United States. So, and I'm looking, and I'm looking forward to hearing some feedback of you guys. Um, tell me on Twitter at, at the J Shield and at Instagram at the J Shield. I'm looking forward to hearing you guys' feedback. I certainly enjoyed the uh, I certainly enjoyed the podcast. I think that for those of you who, if if you know Dog and if you are a fan of his and you listen to him, you'll learn a little something and you'll enjoy it. And if you wouldn't know Chris Russo, uh, if he fell on you, uh, one of the uh, classic idioms that he loves to say, uh, you would you will enjoy that podcast episode as well. So. For Jai Shields, you've been listening to another episode of the Amatelica Tis podcast. If you like what you heard, follow me on Twitter at the J Shield. Follow me on Instagram also at the J Shield. Subscribe if you haven't already. Share it with your friends, family, and acquaintances. Follow the show on Twitter at Amatel underscore it tis. Follow the show on Instagram at Amatel it underscore podcast. It's your boy Jai Shields. Talk to y'all in the next one. Enjoy the Mad Dog interview. Y'all take care.